Well, that being said, welcome back to another episode of Welcome, Welcome Brothers by Law podcast. Glad to have you guys here. Today, we are going to dive in a little bit deeper into who Alex is. So this is our one-on-one with Alex. It's not a one-on-one. Well, a two-on-one. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a game. Mm, that's just weird. That makes me uncomfortable. Or a two-on-one. A two-in-one. I don't know. But we're going to talk about Alex today. <laughs> but we're in love, so it's right. <laughs> yes, yes. So, I would say um, Alex is... <clears throat> First and foremost, you call some things out that I know that he is. Mm. He is first and foremost a husband. We've talked a lot about that. We've talked at length about our spouses on this podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> already. So maybe we need to chill. Uh, he's a father. He's a son. He's a counselor. He's a brother-in-law. He's a brother. He's a uncle. He's a caring person. He's a loving. Stillers fan. He's a just an all around great guy. So all of these things um, play a part in who you are, and probably a lot of why you are the way you are. Um, which I have some questions about the way you are. Mm-hmm. But my first question for you is, tell us who Alex is outside of all of those titles. Dang, that's a deep question. (laughs) (laughs) Who am I? It's an existential question. It really is. We really be getting deep on here. I learned that word last week. (laughs) (laughs) How many times did you use it in in conversation this week? I haven't used it once. Really? The first time I used it, I was saving it for the podcast. I'm proud of you, man. Mm -hmm. It sounded good when you said it. Thanks. I'm gonna give you that. Um, you know, it, it's hard to it's hard to say that because, um, and I was trying to think about this earlier. A lot of my life and a lot of my story has been finding out who I am. Mm. And um, the year is 1992. <laughs> no, let me stop. Uh, you know, I I grew up with a lot of people that didn't look like me. Uh, they listened to a lot of your interests in it, whatever is is who you're around. And I went to a predominantly white school, an elementary school, in a predominantly white neighborhood. We uh, skateboarded, played Tony Hawk, uh, listened to a certain kind of music, watched a certain kind of show. I watched South Park like crazy. And then I went into middle school and I saw the Jeezy Snowman for the first time. And I'm like, what the hell is that? (laughs) And it, they weren't, you know, listening to Limp Biscuit. They were, last time I checked, I was a man on these streets. And I was like, I don't know what's happening. But And you're like, I do it all for the nookie. <laughs> <laughs> so I went from the school and then I went to this other school that was predominantly black. And they talked different. They dressed different. They uh, watched and listened to a lot of different things. And so, uh, obviously, I tried to change my whole everything to match that. And I did it horribly. So I guess I say that to say, in part, uh, I'm a broken chameleon, and I don't say that. I'd say that now with with pride. I don't. I don't think I've always felt that way. But ultimately, um, I I think I've always had to be in a code switching uh, kind of place of you know catering to other people and not really knowing who I am, and so. 
that was a, a very long way to answer that question that probably could have been a lot easier. I'm also a Buckeye fan. I'm a Steeler fan. Um, and I love to just do nothing, but um, I, I could have lived with that. But um, that's what it boils down to. All right. So, I mean, I definitely I, I know Kai can chime in here. Um, you know, if you don't want to say it about yourself, I'm willing to say it for you. Um, I think you're one of the like more thoughtful and caring people that I know. Um, and the way that you listen and I think the way that you think, um, is, is, is dope. And all of that, um, like who you are, like, I'm interested to know where, where that comes from, where this, for the most part, soft-spoken, um, willing to listen, sit back and take it all in and give my input when asked, um, kind of guy comes from, but yeah, it's my family. Uh, mm-hmm. my, uh, my grandmother was probably the night she was literally an angel on earth and whether it's who she was around or how she interacted with people, she was the nicest, purest person I think I'd I'd ever known and to this day. And then she created children that were likewise just soft and uh kind and uh, generous and and those are the people that I was around. Those are the people that raised me and um it it was it's funny in coming into this family, I think I I said this on the podcast earlier. I didn't really know what family conflict was before coming here because we just simply don't fight about anything. And and sometimes to a fault, you know, like we sugarcoat, we, you know, things are, keep everything light and stuff like that. But there was never a need for conflict or a need for any of that. So honestly, um, everything that you just described, I would say the same about my family and the people that raised me. And that honestly, I think that's just where it comes from. Hmm. How big of an impact do you believe that people outside of your family had on you? <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, a lot played into that too. Uh, again, broken chameleon. So, um, I middle school. I can't say enough about middle school. I'm I'm 31 and I still can't stop talking about like middle school, high school, like that time. And I, I think we underplay the the role that it has on kids at that age. And something I got to keep in, in check for my son, too. But um, the the people I was around, the people that I was trying to be, because everyone looked a certain way, dressed a certain way, talked a certain way. And I told myself that I have to do that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, the small bit that I was around my father, he was, you know, a man's man and uh, all that stuff that I wasn't. And so I I told myself I have to look like that in order to be adequate or whatever so in all these different avenues it's not necessarily authentic to myself because I don't even know who that is yet but over here I'm soft I'm kind over here I'm I'm street over here I'm the I'm, I'm macho man you know rough and tough I play football now and just just depending on the day depending on the group I'm a different person so mm. honestly uh, I, a lot of other outside factors played into the creation of me and and I didn't really understand it until I was, you know, older and in, in, in therapy. But uh, it was it was tough. It mm. was tough. Mm. 
So did I miss? Maybe I missed it. What what transition from the all white school to the middle school? Like why was that? Why did that happen? And what middle school y'all moved? I don't even know. It, it's uh, these aren't even far away places. Oh, okay. What middle school did you go to? Uh, uh, he's asking too quick. Dominion Middle School. Oh yeah. Oh, Dominion. Okay. Dominion. Uh, I was like Devonshire Elementary, and I mean, at least everyone I was around was was white, and and I and I loved that time, but I, for whatever reason, there was only a certain type at Dominion. Mm-hmm. I think that was the difference, if anything else, not just. Like I couldn't just have my my pick. It was like, no, you, this is your opportunity. This, this is, is it. this is it. This is it. That's interesting. I never knew that. I know I have the same exact situation of all all white middle school or all white elementary school. Mm-hmm. Had a few black friends. Um, still friends to this day with with those uh, a couple of them from literally elementary school, but then in middle school, yeah, I put that Britney Spears poster up in my locker and got. <laughs> I thought I was like everybody likes Britney Spears <laughs> and got clowned. Torched, oh yeah. my gosh. So I definitely feel you on that and the way that those years can change you. But do you view do you view that time now as be like because you had to like put on a mask or be hard? Is that a do you have a negative do you look back on that time as like a negative part of your life or just something more that formed who you are today? I think a little bit of both. Like I'm, I'm appreciative of the, the chance to look back and look at it differently. But I, every now and then I'm like, man, I I wonder what things would be like, how I would be, how confident I would feel in myself if that moment didn't happen. If, uh, you know, I'm, I'm walking around, if you only grow grew up with white people, not, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, not just just in a something where it's just stable, like yeah, let it let just let it be stable throughout, like where I feel like um you know uh, Devros was the place you was talking about another. Where do you get your coat clothes? I didn't know that. I'm like, Devereaux. what is Devros? What is the uh, what's the place on uh, Cleveland Avenue? Like, what's that area called? Northern Lights. Northern Lights. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what Northern Lights was. I you know we went to. Coles and Walmart and whatever they get clothes and I'm like oh, clothes is clothes but no I have to have Dickies on and I gotta have the Jeezy shirt I gotta have oh, the crazy expensive shoes because that's what everyone else has mm. and of course being a broken chameleon I tried to do it but it looks horrible I wore I, I finally convinced my mom to buy me uh, you can't ban the snowman shirt because she didn't know what it was all right, it's a snowman. He's you know angry. All right, cool. <laughs> it's it's a and then brown. You get arrested. Sh- <laughs> it's a brown shirt, and I'm like, well, what matches with brown? Brown. All right, <laughs> oh, so God. I'm gonna get brown dickies, and you know what? Just to tie it together, let's get some shoes black. That goes with everything. Oh, I walk into school, and like some kid yells, "Yeah, you was the man." Bro, you were excited like, to walk into school. I finally did it. Like this is it. Yo, <laughs> yo, what's up? School year just started. I'm new me. Some kid, I don't even know who he was from a crowd to say, hey, yo, you look like a fat turd. Like, <laughs> yo, and it just killed me. Oh, God. Clearly, because I remember that story to this day, but it was it was horrible. But like that, that <laughs> moment, I feel like 
describes just how my ability to just like you know, when I'm being inauthentic, it, it really shows. You probably had that outfit laid out the night before. Laid out, ironed. Ready, ironed. You can wait to get up in the morning. Fam. I, <laughs> of course, I kept trying it. I couldn't get real Jerbo jeans, so we go to the gas station because that's where you buy jeans, right? They they sell Jerbos. You just got some you know red tape and some blue tape on it. And you, who cares if it's falling off a little bit? That's mm-hmm. It says G and plus B, right? That's it. No, that's not it. And of course, again, because kids are kids. Let's see, they may okay. Go ahead. Go they ahead. they notice it immediately. Like yeah. you, you walk, and it's 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 fucking moving. Like, what are you doing? And I I'm looking at myself now, like, fam, you were crazy for thinking that, but I thought at the time. Yeah, but you know what? This is like going back to who you are and kind and gentle, being raised the way you were. There's absolutely no way. That those other kids weren't wearing fake jeans, mm-hmm. yeah. right? There's no one. Five Jabos was five hundred, bro. Yep. Five hundred. None of us had real Jabos, yep. right? Yours might have been a little bit worse <laughs> than somebody else's, but like if you you wasn't going, you wasn't getting them from Muhammad. That's the problem. You needed to go. <laughs> you needed to go to the Eastland Flea Market, and that's where you needed to pull up. But. Everybody was everybody was on the same thing, but you weren't you weren't probably willing to dive into that pool and make fun of them back or call them out. You were because you were kind. Would you consider yourself at looking back? Do you think you were an easy target? Oh, completely. I mean, again, like you just said, I'm not about to fire back at you. I I don't even I don't really know what an insult is really like. Mm. Like, I guess I can. and, And if I view you as. This person that talks the talk, they dress nicely. They what? What do I have to to aim at? Like every everything I could maybe come at you at, I feel insecure about myself. So I I can't I can't call you out on your clothes. Like look at what I'm wearing. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. completely, I was way easy. And honestly, my only way of avoiding that was being friendly. I guess really. And then what does that look like? What does your friend group then at that age look like? Uh, somehow I, I befriended, uh, a couple of popular kids and, um, who, who they, again, they had, they, every single day, it almost was like they had new clothes every day. Like those kind of kids you would, you would think. And, um, and they were funny. They had friends, they had girls and all that stuff. And some, for whatever reason, they would tag me along. And and I would just you know look up to them like oh man they they look cool they dress cool whatever, um, and to this day don't even know what common uh, bond we had or why we were even friends we don't even like the same things but um, that and then the side group of like the what was it like guilty pleasure you got the little side friends that you know you you sit with at lunch secretly. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're not. Those you are know, your white friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to them. You know what I'm saying? Because a couple of them came from uh, elementary school. So you kind of know them, too. And, you you know, you go Jimmy. to each other's house and stuff like that. But like. <laughs> Is that Jimmy? But during the day, you don't really talk to them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's what it was. How did that? How did that? Uh, how did that change? If it did change when you got to high school. It didn't change. It didn't change. <laughs> it didn't change. It was it. Or at least it looked different, but it was basically the same thing where you got these two groups of friends and you got this group of friends that you wish you could really fit into 
and then you got this group of friends that you probably should hang around with because they're like you. They have your same interests. They're just not. They maybe don't have the look that you want to go for. Mm-hmm. And that that trend stayed in high school too. And I started high school in a similar way, trying to get some uh, Jordan shoes. And I, I don't. I wouldn't leave the gas station alone. You would think I would learn my lesson. <laughs> and you just was at the wrong spot. Fam, the wrong I don't gas know, station, I, man. Because I promised they was all wearing fake shoes at, at that at that point. It was wrapped up in plastic. I should have yeah. known when they sold it individually Man. that you know you probably it's probably not it's probably not real. But um, no, none of them are real. But but everyone's just like buying a, bad real. I think I have <laughs> one fakes. pair of fake shoes ever in my life. Yeah. Ever in life? Just because one? you only ever had one pair of real shoes in your life. What do you mean? No, I would Girl, go stop. No, for real. You ne- tell me about the Jordans you owned. The blue, the I can't remember what number were, but they're blue. They're a baby blue. Those were fake. Those. I'm were saying, tell me about all the real shoes you own. Well, I, I didn't really. All, my 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 shoe pleasure was basketball shoes. I didn't. So other right. than that, I wore Chuck Taylors and right the shoes and, that and your simple stuff like parents would buy you, and they right. would never spend more than sixty dollars on a pair of shoes. Oh no, my mom she spent money on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember your life the same way that I remember your life. All I wanted was basketball shoes. Uh-huh. That's and it. You couldn't even get the team issued basketball <laughs> shoes when you wanted them, sir. I didn't want those. I'm just saying. I we remember your life different, <laughs> but this isn't about you. I am. <laughs> so we all these like formative years, right? Like yeah. I think that's every person, especially. I think we can all look back on that time and the people we look down upon in life are the ones that just get stuck there. Right. Mm-hmm. The ones that we we feel sad for is like, dang, you're still like, you're still there. Like, <laughs> and I mean, hopefully that, yeah, you're still there. You're still stuck at cause or Marion Franklin. You're still talking about the same things mm-hmm. that happen in high school every day. Those, because they're so formative and sometimes we get stuck and we just can't move on. Our life doesn't get better. We're not privileged enough. But what during all of that time, you're you seem to be going through clearly an identity crisis of like, who am I? I don't you. You still are yet you like you knew exactly who you were until you were 11 years old. And then you're like, wait. I don't want to be that person because that person isn't cool. That person gets called a fat turd. That person, you know, so now you're trying to find who you are probably for the next, you know, uh, six years, seven years. So 16 (laughs) 16 years. Um, Was it. Who did you did you never talk to anybody about that? Was it do you think looking back a lack of a relationship with your father? What was the relationship like with your mother? Why couldn't you explore that these things that you were going through with them? I I found out that um, I wasn't really, quote unquote, disciplined as a kid because I didn't need to be. I don't know what it was, what moment, what string of moments, but. Uh, I, I would see how if my actions stressed my mom out, you know, I had done something stupid or brought home a bad grade and I would see it have an effect on her. 
And for whatever reason, I would just do whatever I could do to not make that happen. Likewise, and in doing so, I got kind of into the habit of not bringing anything depressing home. Um, I didn't talk about my fears necessarily or, you know, what was down to me or, or this, per- this what this kid said to me at school today or whatever messed up thing my dad said to me or whatever, however angry I am. I didn't really bring it. And and honestly, at home, I didn't really feel like I had to because that was my, my safe haven. It was always good. It was just when I left the house that whenever you got to put your those shoes on to get on the bus, to make it to school, to survive lunch, to make it to class, then the bus trip back, and then, and then like you're home where you can breathe again. Um, it was, I just did that every day until, you know, well, I mean, throughout school. And, but yeah, no, I, I just, I never... I never felt like I wanted to bring anybody down, so I just kind of kept it to myself. Did you ever talk to your mom about that stuff later? God, no. <laughs> never. She no. never knows what you went. She never knew. No, 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 no. Because no, no, no. Did it anybody would, like, know? ruin her? Or like I, what? I never, well, I would say as when I got older, my excuse was I never want her to feel like she was a bad parent or hmm. she, or like I felt like she couldn't take it or, um, I didn't tell her about the the um, the times I wanted to hurt myself because like I didn't know who I was and I was I felt so inadequate or all that. So I I never never discussed it. I eventually told people, but I was about to ask who did you was did you have a person in your life at that time or no. any point in time that you felt you could be? Honestly? No, I didn't think anyone else was going through it. So why would they understand me? There, no one else is going through it. I'm the only person that feels this way. I'm the only person that feels inadequate. Everyone else got the memo. I don't have it. And so, but I can't let them know that I don't know the memo. Mm. What's the memo? What's the inadequacy? What were you? Everyone has a place. Everyone knows their place. Everyone, like, they have an established either friend set or they know who they are or what they want or whatever. And not to make it so trivial, like, oh, clothes and whatever. But at that time, that to me was if you were able to acquire this and that means that you'll be able to have this later in life. And I never made that connection. So, or that was the connection I was making, uh, how you look, how you feel the, the, the people that you attract or whatever is indicative of what your life will be later on. And so I never felt like I was setting myself up for that. Mm. And I, I, again, thoughts just ruminating. You, you feel like you're the only one going through that or the only one, not man enough to whatever, and and then there's someone in your life that's reinforcing it by telling it to you. And what is that? Saying, what yeah. is he telling you? This is your he's, dad. What yeah, is he he's, te- he's is telling he you, uh, piece of shit, not worth anything. When you're how old? Yeah. Oh, I'm probably I'm not ten yet. Dang. This started early, early. Um, I mean, honestly, around around Jackson's age. Um, whether it's you know I'm gonna I'm gonna get a paternity test because you're not athletic like I was when I was a kid, despite mm. the fact I look like you, but you, you you're not my son. You can't be my son. You, you're not athletic. You're not you're not aggressive. Look at how you play football. You don't you don't want to hit these kids. That's not me. That's not my son. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a paternity test or it's uh, just he the, said that to you. That's yeah, he swabbed crazy. my mouth and everything. Sent he, it off. Oh, and, he did it. Yeah, he yeah he. Oh wow. Yeah. Um and uh, and of course I wasn't allowed to tell my mom. So your mom never knew that. No, that well, he, yeah, he he made sure I didn't tell. Like this was just between wow. us. Wow, um, that's crazy. Or you didn't even know what that was. No, you didn't even know what he was doing. Yeah, I was like paternity. Well, well, we would watch Maury, 
So like I I had the idea that you know, but um, whether it was that, whether it was um, you know because I'm not aggressive, well let me show you manhood in a different way. I'm going to show you some strippers and I'm going to have them you know take the shirts off and you know see if you find interest in it. And I'm like, and I, I I'm I'm scared. I don't know what's happening. Your dad took you to a strip club. Uh, he took me to some. He we drove around to some part of town. And there's someone that, you know, he gave five dollars to said, you know, let me see your let me see your titties. And, you know, she flopped them all out and then she he skirts off and, you know, she's mad because she didn't get paid. And um, but and he's like, all right, so what do you think of that? And I'm like, uh, uh. And you were how old? I don't know how old I That's was. Crazy. Again, I don't I don't think I'm in middle school yet. So. Wow. I didn't know this. I knew your dad. I know your dad wasn't like shit, but I man. Yeah, he's. Yeah. And so. Jeez. So now I'm like, all right. Well, I don't find myself attracted to girls. Apparently, um, I'm not. I'm not a man enough. I'm not aggressive. So he he must be right because I'm already having these these feelings and these thoughts, and he's confirming it by everything he's telling me. And so yeah, I, I had no reason to question it. I'm like, oh, there's my proof. Uh, and looking back, you're like, I just didn't like crackhead girls. <laughs> I didn't like crackhead girls. Uh, like pulling up on the corner <laughs> of the, the road, heck, <laughs> like that's that is crazy. crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's so, what is the what's the dynamic then at that age? It's a your plan. Your parents are split, split up. Like, where? How were they together? How long? When did they split? And then were you every other weekend? Whenever? Mm-hmm. Like, what was that like? Uh, well, they were together for a few years, and um, to my understanding, they were together throughout pregnancy for the most part. But at some point while I was uh, being created, uh, he stepped out and he uh, created my, my older sister, and uh, we're only like a few months apart. And created so, is a crazy word. Yeah. That I'm gonna <laughs> he stepped out on the relationship and had sex with someone, <laughs> and uh, they created it. They He made a baby with this person. <laughs> And, uh, and and then made another one with that person. But it, I, when I was born, to my understanding, they weren't together. So throughout my life, they, they just weren't together. Um, and so according to him, you know, up until like three or four, it was kind of like a shared parenting situation. Stay with your dad for a little bit or, or whatever. And, and there's photos to prove it. So sure. Um, but... Throughout my life, there's these long gaps of all right. There's a little bit of time where I'm, I, I see him and I'm, I'm spending time with him, and then a long time will go by. So, for example, um, again, trying to get me athletic, trying to get me into some kind of whatever. There's a, a a youth basketball camp, and he gets me into it. And on the last day, I decide not to go. My uh, grandmother had a procedure done, and the whole family had come down to you know wait the hospital for, her, and I decided to join my family. And he didn't like that that approach, that decision to again. I'm I'm, I'm probably starting in middle school at this point. I uh, decided not to go, and he didn't like it. He cussed me out and said, "Then I don't know what what you're doing." Then, and I don't see him for six years. Damn. Wow. And then some random, you know, uh, pop up uh, someone's birthday party or whatever. You see them, and it's all you know. Hey, how you doing, son? What's going on? And and then, and me, you know, dad, all over again. And then, you know, he, he talks me into getting into something else. And so now I'm joining this camp or I'm trying to do this to please them because 
that's what I'm supposed to do. And then obviously it doesn't work out. Then I don't see him for another three years. And so um, that's, that's honestly been our relationship. I'll see him for a, a gap of time. I'll do something to make him mad. He stops seeing me for years and then randomly pops up saying, hey, son, how's it going? How's your family? Stuff like that. So that's been the dynamic. And every time he comes back, I restart. And, you know, because you are who you are. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to be like, hey, bro, don't talk to me. And I and I think to a part like if I can convince this person if I can get this person to like see me as Who adequate, hmm. oh I got it now, got I got my swing now I'm everything's right I got it I'm cool. So was there has there has there ever been a moment in your life where you were like, forget this niceness I'm about to I'm I'm about to give it to you I'm not, I'm done being nice I'm. You about to you about to get it from me right now. Yeah, he was thirty two. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna say when I was uh when I was thirty, uh I mean there's there's a time in uh in college. Uh, he he got me a, a car in high school actually. And um again, did something that he didn't like. And so while I'm in college he, he uh tries to get my car repoed from, you know. So I I have to find a way to get home from college and I he lived in Bowling Green, so come home and again i just go some a couple of years not seeing him or talking to him and of course we link back up and but through that period i was just so angry i was i wanted to go to his house and throw like a brick through his window my mom stopped me mm-hmm. and and i'm lucky she did because i want no felony but like i would say at that point i had kind of it was starting to like break me but i still to up until uh uh what five six months ago uh, whether I, whenever I see him or whatever, and he greets me with uh, casual, you know, niceness and mm. all this other stuff, and then it became, you know, all right, oh, the, oh, you're trying to adopt? That that's not. I mean, that's you can do that, but that's not going to be my grandson. I'm not calling until he has my last name. I'm not calling him my grandson. Mm. Okay, adopt him. New birth certificate. Hey, his, his last name is Culver. Eh, that's that's not my that's not my grandson. He you didn't create him. That's not my no. I'm not doing that. All right. So then we don't talk for a year, and then uh, most recently, just probably said the the worst things to me that he ever could, uh, making fun of the people that I lost in my life, making fun of insecurities that I had, infertility that that uh, my wife and I have gone through, uh, and and just really. And I don't know what it took or why it was that moment because it was really no different from anything else. But I was finally like, I get it now. You're effed up. Mm-hmm. It's not me. You are effed up. You've already said fuck earlier on oh, the podcast, okay. but I don't want to influence <laughs> you to say that. He's 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 fucked up. Yeah, yeah. hurt people, hurt people. Like exactly. And I and I I I grew to understand where it came from. I started to see his family. And I'm like, okay, so I can kind of see how this could kind of, and he probably has like some kind of personality disorder, but uh, I was like, you fully diagnosed him. Yeah. You know, the <laughs> full. you have the full <laughs> diagnosis. You know, I honestly haven't thought too much into it. I just know that it's some kind of personality disorder because he's, he's so hot and cold. So I'm like, and I, I didn't know this as a kid because he's the most put together person that I know. Mm. Like this man's fucked up. Yeah. And I, f- I finally, and, and, and to this day, 
I think he sent me a, a friend request on Instagram a couple nah. weeks ago. I'm wow. Like, all right. But, what, so that, but what's the difference? The difference is, uh, and through my, my years of, uh, of therapy and trying to create authentic relationships with people, um, it's not something that I want. Yeah. And it's not I, something and I need or want. And it's definitely not something that I want for my kids. Boom. So there's and that's no. The, mm-hmm. You went 30 years mm-hmm. with him shitting on you. Yep. But I think, you know, you go back to the first thing you said. You talked about how nice your grandma was, your family. Like, but at some point, I feel like if you would have shared those things that you were going through, they would have had your back too, right? Oh, like, yeah. and that's the, you went 30 years. You're a, you'll take it. You, you he shit on you for 30 years, yeah. but then he turned that towards the people that you loved. Yeah. And then it was like, nah, we, we're not on that because yeah. that's, I think inherently who, who you are is you seem to be, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. And, and this doesn't mean this is a, it's not a good, it's a good and bad thing, actually, mm-hmm. that you, you will, you care more about others a lot of times or focus more on others than you do yourself or your, yeah. you know, your physical or mental well being. You're going to put other people first, which is commendable and yeah. is like, damn, are, when are you going to think about yourself too? Yeah, it's, it's, you went 30 years without thinking about yourself. Yeah. And it's it's just part of my culture. Like I and the counselor side of me sees the benefits, obviously, of uh, refilling your cup and making sure that you know you're okay, so that you can be the best version of yourself, and then extend yourself. I I understand all that, um, but like culturally speaking, I also tend to, and I kind of take pride in. I I do like to tend to others sometimes before myself and 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 sometimes it gets me in hot water or i overexert myself and it shows but i mean i i would it pleases me seeing other people happy more than you know my own Mm -hmm. whatever so i this was a question that i had in mind for later in the later in the pod but it kind of really fits now um Raising a son now. Your son is eight, seven? Uh, he's seven. Seven. Raising a seven-year-old. How, when you have this stuff in you just innately because he tried to ingrain it in you, you have, you have a way that you think a son should be, you still have this masculine view of, of, men and boys i i feel like Mm. if you're raised by if that is put in you that that's an expectation like you still have it like does that does that stuff come up in in the parenting of your son specifically and how do you then like what's going on in your mind when you're like oh he's not doing this the way that a masculine boy should do it and you got to check yourself or what's that like bro having a son when you have father issues is a mind fuck Mm. um it's come up so many times and what makes it even worse is that 
Jack, I feel like I'm raising myself almost because Jackson is so much like I was at that age mm-hmm. in terms of just how he thinks and where his mind goes or what he pays attention to. And I've, and I've seen, um, I don't know what we were doing, but at some point, and we were joking with him, like, oh, we're going to tell your friends that this, and he just, it was like the, and I've never seen him break down that way. Mm-hmm. And he was like six. I'm like, what do you, what the fuck you care about these kids for? Like, he already had this concept of, like, social whatever, and, like, and that was the most important. Not not me punishing him, not, you know, time out, not, not taking something away. You're going to tell my friends this? Mm-hmm. And I, in that moment, was was huge for me because I'm I'm like, I thought I had a couple more years before, you had that in your mind already. Um, there's already been times when I've uh, you know I'm, I'm trying to hide something, I'm going to the store, I'm going I'm gonna get me a cookie or whatever when I'm supposed to be on a diet, and I find myself telling Jackson, hey, don't don't tell your mom about mm. this, and then I have these flashbacks <laughs> of being told, no, we keep that separate. Um, there's been times when I'm like, when I'm, I'm hard on them. cookies. Fam. (laughs) (laughs) Them things are, go crazy. Sorry. Uh, You're hard on him. Times you've been hard (laughs) on him. I've been hard on him. And, um, and there's even been times when I'm like, I I think I've even said the words like man up. And I'm like, Mm. like, why would they, why would those words even be produced out of, like, what does that even mean? Yeah. But I'm, I got so upset by how weak, whatever you want to call it, he was acting, and like you're not supposed to act like this. And I'm, and it, it, a moment like that, and I'm like, where is this coming from? And so, no, through, throughout these last uh, three plus years that I've been a father to Jackson, man, it has been it's been a trip because he's constantly highlighting areas that i thought were resolved and they're not Mm. and and he is perfect at that yeah he's 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 my litmus test to be like (laughs) all right where are you at where are you at with this yeah and it's a it's like a catch-22 right because and it like you said it's a mind fuck for you because i think there are moments that our sons do need not a man up type of tough love kind of thing. Not necessarily that, but there there are moments of like, I I do want to raise my son to be a man and mm-hmm. to be able to process through what am I feeling and address it in the right way. Like, I do want him to quote unquote be a man, right? Which... I don't subscribe to that, but there are things that, you know, I, that were men and women are, are just different. And I think there are things that, you know, if, if you're raised a certain way, or if, if you can be a certain point where you can be a protector, that is, that, that is valuable. That is important. That are, that is something that our spouses, I think, value in us or or even if it's the woman that's the protector right like regardless i I want my son and my daughter to Mm -hmm. quote unquote be a man be a protector because what what we're really saying is i want you to be brave be a protector be a uh a a giver right and 
be a man, then it, it, it does it bring you back. And then you avoid, do you avoid giving some more of those things? Or are you looking at it or are you doing it in a different way? Uh, honestly, I, I think I changed the rhetoric to like character. Mm-hmm. Like I want these and I've, I've had these come like, I want these things for you and I'll talk about myself and I'll say, you know, when I was your age, this was going on and I felt this way and, and I don't want you to, to feel the same way. I want, I always want you to know where, where we are. Mm-hmm. I always want you to know how I feel about you. And I always want you to be a protector. And, and now that he has a, a, um, a younger sister and we're kind of like molding that and be like, you know, how are you with her? Just, just for the sake of, you know, what is it like when you don't get attention in mm. this, in this moment? And she does, how, how, how do you react to it? Can we, can we, um, you know, praise somebody else and just be happy for them, even if it has nothing to do with you. Can we celebrate somebody? Can we um, just, just, just everything. And so I, I've, I've changed it from, you know, be a man or whatever the hell that even yeah. means, but just, um, just high about character, character is good. High, high character. character yeah. And what are character traits? And yeah. High yeah. Yeah. Traits. And, um, and I'm obviously big on mental health. So, you know, I'm I'm trying to instill better grounding techniques, maybe just something that he can have to use to self regulate and you know, even even if, you know, I'm I'm being dismissive or I'm 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 too busy to like tend to every need that he has at that moment, um, you know, I just I just I wanna set him up to where he doesn't necessarily need that validation, but knows regardless if I'm not there in that moment how I feel about him. Mm. And and not saying he he knows that now. But it's my it's my mission, no matter what happens, to make sure that he never goes a, a, a minute not knowing where we stand, mm-hmm. because I, I, I can't. Then, then what was all this for? Like I, I I feel like I I went through what I went through with this person specifically for Jackson, mm-hmm. because and I didn't know when I was a kid that I would Jackson would be in my life, but. Now that I understand it, I know what not to do, so to speak. But and and not I'm not perfect at it, but it's it's given me purpose in that way, and it's, and it's been able to help me just reframe everything that that went on. So, all right, I yeah. have okay. the the last question related to <laughs> your piece of shit father. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fuck with you, man. Charles, I don't even know what his name is. Is his name Chuck? <laughs> no, we share the same name, unfortunately. Uh-huh. Jesus, yeah. you do. That's why I go by Alex. John. That was one of my questions. I was gonna ask. So why do you go by Alex? And it's just always what my mom has called me. So yeah, because she didn't fuck she with didn't John. Fuck with John. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So my question is, and then we can for sure. I mean, you've. Hopefully you're moving on from him in your life and we can move on from him in this podcast. Boom. How then has your relationship with him? These are all questions your counselor has already talked to you about. (laughs) How has your relationship with him influenced or affected other male relationships in your life? Oh my God. (laughs) Damn. Well, what I, what I didn't mention earlier was I was, I was completely raised by women. Mm-hmm. My mother, my aunts, my grandmother. Um, I, I obviously had a, I had an uncle that was there, 
but he was he was a, a work in the garage, fix your car up, fix the hat like and that wasn't me at all. Like You got his number? No, he he's he's no longer with us. <laughs> all right. I need a mechanic. But like he and my, my grandfather, they were just they were men men. They they could fix anything. I'm like, all right, that's that's cool. You guys over there, I'm I'm gonna stay over here with my aunts and we're gonna, you know, not be fixing a car right now. Uh, I every single job I've had, I've had a female supervisor. Hmm. Um, as an adult in this family, I've never been surrounded by more men in my life, and and that has been its own transition for me. Like it's been crazy having male relationships because the one male relationship I had was so fucked up that I never, I kind of, I don't taught myself, but. Um, learn that you know I, i'm always on guard hmm. like why would you say that why do you want to spend time with me what 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 angle what what are you what's what's your what's your deal what what are you trying to get what are you i for the longest time thought you didn't like me <laughs> and i don't know i don't you really know why kevin. yeah kevin yeah you being kevin because <laughs> i don't know but i was like oh, this guy don't fuck with me but I, really? I mean i guess i'm here but you know i'm I guess, and and even and I've and you were like he's got all the real things. Meanwhile, everything I own was fake. fake. He's got <laughs> he's got real jabos. No, so nah, that's what they got, really look like. Yo, I got Mohammeds. Yo, yeah. So it's um, yeah. He he really he really screwed that up for me. But uh, again, I mean, look at God. I'm around not just not just men. I'm around fantastic men of great character uh some are are fathers and great fathers some are working fathers that work at home with their kids like myself and and i some i'm i see all these examples and i'm like oh fuck yeah he was on bullshit like that Mm -hmm. like this this is what it means to be upstanding and all these other uh characteristics that you know I, i want and so now when I say I'm comparing myself or like maybe I'm looking up to somebody, it's not over something so trivial or whatever. I see uh, characteristics mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm trying to, you know, when, when Kevin says something, he means it. He's he's always thinking and trying to make something better. And so I'm, I want to acquire that skill to where I'm like, you know, I, I want to be that thoughtful, too, and to, to give everything some kind of purpose. Kai has all the energy in the world. And I don't know how. Um, He's 150 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But like he, he just has a, a crazy work ethic that you know I, I want to instill in myself too. And so you just uh, I don't know you just have these things. But yeah, he, he messed it up. Uh, I have I I do want to call out. I do have uh, an amazing uh, half brother that he my dad raised and somehow. The I don't know the, the crazy gene skipped him, <laughs> whatever it was. But uh, but he's or he he's, wasn't negatively influenced by all the same mm-hmm. shit your dad had to be doing yeah. with him. Yeah, he yeah, and I, I I've even tried to think of that too. Like you know what kind of what kind of stuff did you see? Mm-hmm. Right, and and not that we've had <laughs> so that. many how many so how many hooker <laughs> titties. <laughs> how oh many times God. did your dad say, "Don't tell Alex"? <laughs> yeah, how many porn videos did you have to sit there and watch with him? How many? <laughs> He's like, like, I ain't gotta go dry for this one. <laughs> how many VHSs did you go through? Like, did, like all that stuff, and um, but he's an amazing uh, soul too. So. And and that's even been weird because he has a he still and he's like, oh yeah, dad said. I'm like, all right. Mm. 
But you know, I, but that's that's his relationship, and right. and I don't. Does he know the thing? That, have you talked to him about some of the things that the you most recent one I gave him the gist of, and mm-hmm. I said like, your dad is wilding right now, mm-hmm. and and if I see him, I'm fucking him up, mm-hmm. and we had that conversation, and it allowed us to talk like you know, yo, it's cool that. I, by the way, I don't I don't hate that you have your own relationship with him. And, right. And that's that's your relationship with him, and that's great. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to down that. That doesn't change anything between us. And it's whether or not he believes me or not, but you know, uh something that, you know, trying to try and work on, but he definitely believes you because mm-hmm. you are who you are, you know, and that's the there there isn't that like Oh, he's just like spiteful that I got a dad, you know, like mm-hmm. none of that come like yeah. none of that comes out of your being. Yeah. And sometimes I, I wish it did. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying that's the thing. I said it's good that you you made that clarification with him. Um, so he doesn't have that feeling that you you're just like mad because dad's in my life type of stuff. But, yeah, that's not a part of you. Like Kevin just said, it's not who you are. Nah, man. You're a very nice man. <laughs> and we'll be back after this break. <laughs> I gotta pee. I learned some things. What what things? I knew your. I already knew your dad was a piece of shit. But I didn't know your dad was that much of a piece of shit. Mm. For one, two. I knew you had a little brother. I didn't know you had half sisters. Yeah, I have two two sisters. I had uh, no idea you had sisters. Yo, and you know what's crazy? We're recording. Oh, oh wait, I, haven't stopped. Stopped. I haven't stopped recording. You know what's crazy is uh, one day, and again, one of our stripper ex- escapades. Mm, one, uh, one of. One so of. So there was multiple. But I'm I'm older now. I'm I'm probably in high school. And we're on the west side of uh, Columbus. Oh, God, the west side. Which is like a different city. Can we just... It's like For a different sure. city. It's, it's a whole not, it's city. Like, what wow. you mean? It's a different world. It's world a different world over the west there. side, man. We're driving, and, you know... As you do, he's hanging out the car and he's like, Hey, yo, baby. Mm. And she turns around. It's my sister. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. And you know why he didn't know that it was my sister? Because <laughs> he's a shit father. <laughs> Jesus, did he did he still try to pay her to show you? Show? No, no, okay. no. I was no. like, So did he re- like immediately realize, Oh, damn. I, no, as you said, I created her. No, it was like, like one after of those, she turned around and looked. It's one of those like you turn the radio back on and you just kind of you know just mm. drive to the next location. <laughs> did she did she ever say anything about that? No, I I don't. Uh, she lives no. on the west side. He can't communicate with her. I, I, like I, how does someone communicate with know, someone man. that lives on the west side? And I unfortunately don't have a relationship. Uh, she and unfortunately she's uh, she doesn't like me because she feels like, you know, me and him have a this relationship that we don't have. That's crazy. And, but you should tell her about the time where he wanted to pay her to show show you her <laughs> from her pr- from her perspective though, as bad as my story is, my sisters got it like they have no worse. no relationship. Like there so, was no attempt. There so your no, little brother got yeah, but the what they, absolute best tears. of your father. There's tears. There's no the one two else. sisters, there's me in the middle, and then, you know what, and that's what's wild is what they don't know is it's like they still like they were better. They might have been better off than you. Better off, unfortunately. Like having, that's crazy. But that's crazy to think about. Like, yeah. Now, if he would have had a relationship with them, obviously wouldn't have been the same with a girl as it would have been with right, you, right, right, right. and could have been more, uh, whatever. You know, yeah. we treat 
we treat daughters differently no matter yeah no matter what um but still wild to think that all right we've talked enough about <clears throat> we've talked enough about john <laughs> so let's talk Let's talk. We talked about your grandma. We talked about yes. your dad. Yes. Let's talk about your mom and what she meant to you growing up. Oh, she's everything. Uh, I mean, it. it's weird even mentioning, but it's like, because roommates doesn't really have the connotation of like, you know, love there. But um, as kids, like there's an obvious, you know, disciplinarian role, like you're parent and I'm child. That That's obvious. It doesn't need to be said. So there's always that respect, but it was never this enforcement. And unfortunately, I I did fuck shit when I was a kid, but and I you know tried to sneak around and I just did stupid stuff when I was in high school, but and probably had a little bit too much freedom. But um, there was always this respect there, and no matter what, uh, uh, whatever she was going through, whatever however her day was, I never knew it. And I, I feel like I'm repeating myself with my, but she was kind of the same way. I didn't know mm-hmm. what kind of stuff she was going through. Mm-hmm. We only, I only got the good parts, yeah. and and perhaps that was modeling. But um, no, we we were mano um, mano. We we shared that space, and uh, it was my safe haven. Um, whether it was us, um, you know, watching shows together or just experiencing life together, and. Uh, we were just she was she was handcrafted to be my mother mm-hmm. and like i i have no doubts about it like there is no uh better case scenario for someone else it it had to be her and i as as bad as all the stories i've said before were she was by far the only reason i made it through god obviously mm-hmm. the only reason I made it through from something you said before. It sounded like out of and correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounded like you, you didn't share with her the stuff like at school and stuff, but you shared some of the stuff that was going on with your dad. She would have to know some of it because, you know, oh, why are you coming home early or mm-hmm. why are you walking through the door crying or mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff like that? And I think she what was for what was she for you in those moments? Oh, man, she was. um she was, you know, the band-aid that, you know, brought me back up. Like, it, he broke me down. She would try her best to build me back up. Mm-hmm. And so she knew exactly what to say, how to say it, um, you know, what to provide at what moment. She she, she could write a book about me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and ask Kila whenever uh, Kila would try to get me to do something and I didn't want to do it, she would call my mom and have her tell me. And it was... <laughs> Um, but no, yeah, she just, uh, I don't imagine there were a lot of phone calls then there. I didn't know it at the time. Uh, but she's like, since told me like, there's been a couple instances where she had to, you know, hit the bat signal and, mm. and I'm like, all right, that's, <laughs> that's not fair. But, uh, yeah, no, she, she was the, the blanket that made everything. Okay. Hmm. So do you look back and do you appreciate now you know the relationship that you had or do you wish that in in those years that you were i I think about myself like i always Mm. i didn't have a mom that i could 
I, I never told her what was going on in my life. Like, I, I didn't think she would understand. I didn't tell my dad anything that was going on. I'm very much like you. Like, everything that was happening that was tough, I kept it myself. I went, I did some really stupid things, and mm-hmm. those all lived with me. And I look back, and I just always think, like, dang, like, what would it have been if I could have, like, I look at these other people's relationships with their moms, and, like, they know everything that's going on with them. That's so crazy. And, yeah. Do you look back and wish that you both were more open about what was going on in life? Or Sometimes I do think about it like, man, what would that have looked like? Like, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I convinced myself not to, but like that could have been very freeing to just be myself. And she would, and I know she would have accepted it. She would have, right. and, and our, our relationship probably would have been more authentic too. Like the um, worst thing that you've ever done, she would have been who you are to other people that do terrible things. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like no bullshit. Yeah. Like to the worst person you've ever counseled <laughs> or the worst situations you've ever come across as a counselor yeah. or, uh, you know, you're still kind. You're still loving. You're still the worst things that Kevin or Kai have ever said. You know, you're still on this podcast. And she would have still been that. And that's yeah. what I, I think that's what I never had a ton of interactions with your mom. But I definitely every time like seeing your mom. Yeah, she was just chilling, just she was in, chilling. A, in the corner, chilling, smiling, smiling. just like you. <laughs> like I'm a, I'm a chill over here. And let the world happen around me. And I might have something to say about it, but I'm going to say that to <laughs> my sister <laughs> or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, so. completely, completely. Yeah, um, shout out to you, mom. That uh, it by by all means, and she got me through childhood, and I would say Keila got me through early adulthood. And uh, I don't know, women are great. Women, yeah, women are great. Women are great. So she had the opportunity to go through you know you spoke about you spoke about going through the adoption process but she was you know your mom isn't with us anymore but she had the opportunity to be a a part of a lot of those years oh what was that like oh she was the security blanket even then uh just like just reinforcing hey what what you're doing is the right thing how you approach that that was the right way to approach Mm -hmm. it or uh hey you're I know that today was hard. It's going to get better. It's going to be great. It's going to work out. Uh, She was just that positive reinforcement that um, I I wish I had. Like, I feel like my my positive reinforcement batteries be, like, dull sometimes. But, um, yeah, it's just – and she took on that grandma role. Like, she she got – you know, she she has a grandma name. And, you know, she's like – she was fully into that. And and it was obviously night and day from what – you know, other family members were giving me at the time that weren't in favor of it. So just to have her there in in support of what we were doing, and it was everything. It was everything. So. Hmm. That's good. When you, when you think about your family now, like I, I think I have the a similar question that I had before. Think about the way that your mom raised you, your grandma, the women in your life. You're now raising a daughter mm. um, and a son. What 
what do you take from them? What is the, what is the thing that you learn from them that you want your kids to now learn from you mm-hmm. through them? Damn. Uh, Great question. That is a really good question. <laughs> that, that's a good one. Um, I only struggle with that because I think I had a skewed uh, view of how women are mm-hmm. because of how soft and not bubbly, but like just how soft my, the women in my life were. And I was expecting the same thing from my wife. Hard. She's not that. <laughs> she's very, very, very soft. Loving. But she shows it in a different way. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. And so, honestly, I, so I say that to say I, I try not to necessarily pull from those moments. I mean, obviously, I want to pull in the just the, the kindness and the openness and uh, just the welcoming nature of, of them. But uh, just getting married and, and just understanding just the different uh, realities of what makes a, a woman and, and how to people present themselves. Um, again, kind of like with Jackson, I just want her to understand her authentic, genuine self and be happy with who she is because I mean, she's going to be raised by loving parents. And so I want her, as long as, and I say the same thing for my son, I just want your light to show. And, and, and that's with them. I want, I just want her light to show. And, She's already affectionate somehow, um, and we, we're, we're we're trying to just nurture that, and so I don't know, just just bring bring light, bring life to people. I think everyone should be in the habit of trying to bring life to people and and being a resource, and it, and sometimes it's hard, but we do what we can to 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 help others, and just I don't know, just just be that beacon. Mm-hmm. You, that's how you saw your mom oh god yeah uh, it was it was blinding um everyone that she uh, interacted with and i saw it i saw how she was with other people her coworkers. i you know you know to take your your kid to work day i was there every year <laughs> and i got to see it firsthand and I, I saw her talk to every single person and every single person would come to her office and they would i i saw it firsthand and, and mm-hmm. that's just and she was just a light and everyone would say the same, and everyone has said the same. Um, so yeah, impactful. Some people, some people in life, they they plant seeds with the people that they meet, and it might just be a, a, an acquaintance, an interaction. But some people plant seeds with the people that they come across, and she was a seed planter. Um, she would try to leave you with something if you had a moment to to have that interaction with her, that genuine moment or whatever she would leave you with something and um and i i i try to do that myself and hell if i can give my kids to then oh make the world better mm-hmm. i mean and yeah. with that i see you as a i see you definitely as a light when you want to i mean probably similar to your mom you know like when when you want to give and put yourself out there and have conversations and, and interact with people like there's always positive that comes out of it so um 
I don't know. Shout out to. It's funny that you know the. It sounds like you had literal complete opposites as parents and crazy going back to our conversation last week. Wild to think how opposites attract, (laughs) right? Hmm. Yeah. Like what? They should, they should, you shouldn't exist. I've always wanted to ask like, what, what the fuck, what the fuck happened here? Like what, what, what did, what did you see? Yeah. What was you shouldn't exist like shouldn't. the way that Some you do stuff. the way that you talk about your mom and the way that you talk about your dad yeah or she was just set, or she was just going through a phase where she was like and that's what i told Let myself me go for the bad guy yeah, she was she was going through a season and you know it he was bad there. It's a terrible season but yeah. we have you from it that's great i haven't thought of it that way like i shouldn't exist probably but yeah that's that's completely completely accurate there's no way and you're your mom's only child yep she had that one and all right what is did she date when you were like she hmm. did she did um my uh my best friend's uh dad she dated your best, your best friend's, friend's dad yeah that's how we met uh, oh my goodness that's how me and josh met wow uh, josh cba uh, some youth basketball leader. league uh he was in the league and i was in the league and they sat by each other i think during one of the practices or whatever and we were on different teams, but anyway, they, I guess, exchanged information and, and whatever. And then before I knew it, he was starting to come to my house with Josh. Mm. And so I'm just sitting there like, you know, why the fuck are you here? <laughs> who, who the fuck is this man walking through the door? Uh, why, why is he here? Why is he, you know? Oh, man. Uh, and I hated Josh. I hated spending time with him. He was annoying. Uh, he, he was in my space. He was touching my stuff. And I'm an only kid. You don't just touch my stuff. You know what I mean? Like. But he kept coming, he kept coming, he kept coming, and I would I said oh, to my mom, like, yo, I don't like this dude. Like, that's fine. If you want to be with him, fine, but, like, can he not bring his son here? I don't like him. Mm. Yeah. She's like, all right, just, just, just give it a Chill minute. Chill out. Just, uh, maybe you guys can do this thing together, and, you know, it, and maybe it'll work out. And, of course, she was right. Mm. It's my best friend now. We We click on everything, and... Yeah, so yeah, she she dated and uh it it's it's the weirdest connection that me and Josh have, but you know. Mm. That dope. That's crazy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. We're gonna transition. Turn me up a little bit. Uh-oh. I can't I stopped being at there we go. I feel better. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so out of all I sound way I don't know what I sound like to y'all. Five that are listening. Oh, no, you're ones good. that are in my headphones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> your life is up to this point very interesting to me. <laughs> yeah, very. <laughs> it doesn't not. It doesn't get less interesting. Oh, I'm gonna be honest. No, it doesn't get less interesting. I was gonna, trying to find a joke there, but <laughs> I couldn't find one. Um, you decide to go into psychology. Yeah. Is this just completely due to the niceness that you know you have within you and oh, man. I the wish. life? Ex- I that wish. That a question I have written down too. Kevin, really? No, my cousin. I wish. On the, the full truth, unfortunately, uh, I watched this movie <laughs> 
Freaky Friday. <laughs> Freaky Friday. Uh, Freaky Friday I think it was crazy with Jane Lynch and uh, uh, what's her name? I can't think of her name. Yeah. What name did you say first? Jane Jane Lynch, I think, was like the mom, and then the hmm. the kid that she got switched with was Jane like Lynch. one of those, you know, uh, kids that child you know, actor kids. Yeah, that that did too much. But anyway, the one of the first scenes is she's she is a psychologist, and that's the first time I heard that word, and I saw that person's life, and she had money, and she was like, I don't know, she looks successful, I'm like. I want to be a psychologist. Deadass. That is the first. That's the reason I got. So, the, like the first time you saw a Freaky Friday, that was like that. That for one, that was the takeaway. I can't tell you anything else that happened in that movie, but I know that that's that's where I learned the word psychologist from. Jesus, hmm. bro. I was. And then thinking, you're like, so successful in the movies doesn't equate to success <laughs> in financial real life bro i was yep had to. that's not the answer i was i was expecting i know it's, a, it's such a <laughs> shady like, answer like when i when i went through my notes i got these questions for i got this question for alex yeah yeah yeah, yeah oh let's go something deep I and after love, this conversation yeah. like, oh man he's definitely about to say yeah i got into this life i got into this this work you know because of you know what i went through no Freaky Friday <laughs> is the reason. Freaky <laughs> Friday, is cr- Freaky Friday, crazy answer. It's a that crazy is- answer. I, I will say, I've I've always been interested into why people do certain things. Great yeah. song by Chris Brown. I'm not a big Chris Brown fan. What song? By Freaky, Freaky Friday, Friday and Lil Dicky. Great song. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. yeah, but nah, it's uh, I, I, but I will say, in being a counselor, because that those are two different things, two mm-hmm. different pathways. And being a counselor, yes, there is that background of. I want to help people become the best version of themselves because I got it when I was in college for like a split second. And I was like, damn, this was really uh, life changing. And so if I could do that to someone else, that's going through something else. Yeah. Boom. And so besides Freaky Friday and whatnot, but yeah, bro, I I chose college because there was a Waffle House next to a Chipotle. So like, I don't. <laughs> I don't have the greatest standards, but sometimes Friday, it's just a Wild sign. House and sorry, what, sometimes it's you just went, a sign. You went to what you college just, again? Bowling, Bowling Green. Green. BG, that's right. And you said you chose BG because I of got Waffle there House and, and we got off the exit, and there's this Waffle House. I'm like, check. Right next to that, Chipotle. Check done. It's a I'm Mexican like, restaurant over there that used to have parties too. I've, yeah, I, I forget wow. the name. Um, but all checks. All checks. I'm like, it's a sign. Just like you walk into the gas station and, you know, you see the plastic on the shoes. You're like, that freshly this wrapped, is legit. This that is freshly wrapped shoe on the, on the Freshly on the wrapped. Like, you know. But they, even within BG. So I, I don't. We can't. We can't have a two hour podcast here. So I want to go too deep. <laughs> but you made some decisions at BG that were that led you to more life experiences. You traveled abroad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As beautiful. a student. What did you. Like I know Akila traveled abroad too. Yeah. Was that coordinated was that, was together? That was that planned? Yeah, or did that just happen and you had your own experience? Y'all linked up and she convinced me into it. I said I don't want to go across the. I, I can't. I and I told her I can't be that far away from my mom for that period of time. Mm. I, I can't do it. I, I got to go home at some point. I can't go six months without. And the the time zone's different. And I y'all were gone how long? We were there for six months. Really? Yeah. Akila was gone for six months. For six months. The uh, run that bill up. Go ahead and fam. do the math. Do the math, Kyle. Fam. 
Do the math on what you pay for college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but no, she's like, no, you got to do it. You got to do it. It's like, I don't have the grades. You got the grades. Well, do, get, uh, do better on this test. Get the grades. You'll do it. So she forced me into it, and it was the best uh, best choice that I ever made in, in college was to do that. And it wasn't even how – you didn't even spend that much time with her. I mean, weekends maybe. There was but a couple weekends that we were able to spend together, but for the most part it was just – because we were nine hours apart, even further apart than we were in the here. United States. So tell – yeah, y'all what? were pretty close here. Uh, hour three or so, hours. Three. Wait, y'all were nine hours apart over it? She was in northern Italy in, in uh, Torino, and I was in, in Rome nine hours down. It was a nine-hour train ride to get to me. I'm thinking nine hours, like time, time. Like, no. Like, it was like time zone. What? That don't make no sense. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no one thinks that way. Um, <laughs> so, I I mean, that's a, I feel like I, that's something I've literally never talked to you about, your experience abroad, and yeah. maybe because it's like, Man, fuck y'all for being able to see the world. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> um, I definitely didn't know it was. I didn't realize it was six months. That's definitely something I I want to be able to do in life. Um, and but uh, not to get too deep into that. But all of these things, all of these life experiences abroad. If you could, if you could tie everything together with a bow and say, so you started you started this whole thing out with basically saying like I'm a broken chameleon, mm-hmm. which signals to me is I don't know who I am. Yeah, and we get all the way to this point an hour later, and I and eat in an hour or so ago I would say there's no way you don't know who you are. You've had too much experience in life. You've had too many people positive or negative that have influenced you you take all that into account and i'm gonna ask the same question again now that we've talked for an hour (laughs) and a half or so outside of your titles or including your titles let's say including your titles Mm. who are you today and who do you want to be Mm -hmm. i'm a first and foremost i'm a child of god and I am a person that is trying his best to be the best person I can be for those around me. And I want it to be, I'm a, I'm a servant and I want my life to exude that. And honestly, that's what's what comes down to. I want everything to do, everything that I do, everything that I have a passion for, when people remember me or they they talk about me sometime later, whatever my legacy ends up being, I want it to include he was a servant and he cared for people. And if if I've done that, then forget about, you know, how I how I talked or what uh, friend group I was with or what what have you. I want people to know one thing he he loved and he was a servant. And, and if I can accomplish that, then. Then I've done it. Well, I will say that you, regardless of how, regardless of the things that I say or the way that I talk, (laughs) (laughs) the aggressive nature that is within, you make me feel cared for and important. And I feel 
very much so served by your presence. So oh, thank you thanks. for Same. for being the kind soul that your grandmother and your mother and your aunts and all those women in your life uh, put put in you. Thank you for attaching on to that side mm. uh, of your family and, and not the other more, mm-hmm. um, you know, the other side there. And because that's you are the kind of people and the kind of person that I want to be around in life in general. Um, you're the kind of person that. I want my children to look to mm-hmm. uh, the kind of uncle that I want my kids to, you know, live, and l- go through life with uh, and and be involved with the the person that they can say, like, I love Uncle Alex because he loves mm-hmm. uh, and not because, you know, I might be the funny uncle and that's cool, but <laughs> the... Uh, or maybe I'm not, but the uh, the one to I love I love the way that you love and the way that the way that you give grace and time and the things that you give in when you give energy to something, um, it means something. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to say about you is I appreciate you for being who you are. Mm-hmm. That that makes me feel great. I, I really appreciate those sentiments that. big time. I appreciate that, guys. Oh, I feel cared for. Well, you should be. I listen to you. Him. should feel that way because you are cared for. <laughs> well, for everyone that had to listen to my voice, I apologize that you heard so much of it. But I appreciate y'all for listening. Please check us out next Friday. Follow us on Instagram, Brothers by Law Podcast. Hit us up on the DSPs. I will at some point look that up and tell you what that means. Uh, but for, uh, for now, Thanks for listening. Talk to y'all later.